before we get into the episode, y'all, I want to shout out some people who I know for a fact support the podcast. Shout out to the truck drivers, first of all. Salute to y'all handling business on y'all route. Shout out to the people that's behind their cubicles handling business, man. Answering the phones or doing paperwork or on your computer, managing individuals or anything like that. Shout out to the people that's getting their cardiovascular workouts in, man, on the trail with your earbuds in, listening to the podcast, or you on your forklift listening to the podcast, or you just at work getting to the money. You're doing what you're doing, man. We get ready to handle the business. I hope that this is an entertaining and an educational podcast for y'all, man. We're going to talk about Joe Biden's pander feast. We're going to talk about that. We got to talk about that because he 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 went to a family's home with some cookout, with some chicken tenders and all of that old type of stuff. And I seen some people that was here in North Carolina also. I seen some people that was like disgusted with that. But I have a take on that. I think that y'all will appreciate. We're going to talk about the Allen Iverson and Shaquille O'Neal interview. Also, Russell Wilson, man, he was on a podcast talking about taking care of another man's child. And that I find that interesting. And also, we're going to talk about addiction. That's the main thing that I really want to touch bases on addiction because Coming up in the environment I grew up in, somebody is always addicted to something. In the hood, um, even when you make it out the hood, even people that live in multi-million dollar mansions, people that work in corporate America is addicted to something. And it's not necessarily always drugs. You could be addicted to Twinkies. <laughs> Real talk. You could be addicted to something that you perceive as positive, but it has a hold on you and you can't remove yourself from it but we're gonna get into the discussion man thank y'all for being here hit the like button subscribe to the channel if you're new to the channel share the show and discuss it with your family and friends if this is something that interests you i appreciate y'all let's go <laughs> Podcast. Hope y'all had a good Wednesday, man. Hump day. You handled your business. You're getting closer to the weekend. You're achieving your goals. You're paying your taxes or you're getting tax money back. One or the other. But we're going to talk about something that Joe Biden put on his YouTube channel. And um, it's causing a lot of controversy. I'm going to play the first clip. The young man, he went to a, a black man's home who has two sons. This was interesting to me because I don't have kids. Joe Biden has two sons also. They talked about mental health in this clip. And then the next clip before I play it, I'm going to tell you, all they talked about student loans. Now, I didn't go to college. I didn't go to college. So I never had that debt. I, I don't even know what it feels like to be in debt. That would have me distraught to be in debt. And it was just interesting to look at the comment section. Y'all know that's where all the Jews at when you look at these videos. If the comment section ain't lit, the video ain't lit. But let me play the clip, though. You understand 
You're interested in something I got involved in, mental health. Yeah. Tell me how I get I'm interested in that. I think I struggled with mental health earlier this year uh, when I got hurt. I went to um, a therapist. I had a therapist. I think it helps. You know, people may make jokes about it, but I think you should just, if you struggle with it, you should try it out. There's no, there's nothing different than breaking your arm and having a mental health problem. It takes real courage. Generally, I really am proud of you. It's uh, really amazing. Man, I, it ain't no difference in breaking your arm and having a mental health problem. I want what type of advice was that? I don't understand that. That that no difference in breaking your arm and having a mental health problem. That didn't make no sense to me for some reason. Can y'all help me out in the comment section and help it make sense to me? But Joe Biden, he did he didn't sound too sound right there. I know it's pollen season. I'm kind of down bad right now, but he didn't sound he sounded a little stuffy. I'm trying to figure out before voting season who i'm gonna vote for y'all see on the channel as of recently i talked about trump releasing the shoes i've been talking about nikki haley and some of the stuff that she had going on i talked about vivek ramaswamy but he's gone now now this joe biden thing interests me because people are in this in this video i'm gonna read some of the comments too under this video and we're gonna talk about it but what i played that for is that mental health is getting to the point where it's over-promoted. To me, this is just to me. I may not be right, but it's over-promoted. Like, to the people who is really having mental health problems, salute, get it fixed, man, deal with it. But what, why is it being over-promoted? Is it a financial situation going on to where they trying to have people get rich and they, they got apps now where you can talk to somebody about mental health? It might not be a mental health problem. You might just got problems that you need to deal with on your own. What happened to the days when you dealt with the problems on your own, man? When you just dealt with it and got it over with and put it behind you, where you you put the problems behind you. Why everybody got to be weak now? In America, we promoting that we weak. Everything that we do is just weak. We soft. I, I don't understand it, but. If the young man had mental health problems, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Salute, man. Handle your business. But it's just over-promoted to me, mental health problems. Now, let me read some of these comments to y'all before I get to the student loans in that video because I got something to say about that student loans. He made sure to bring himself a hamburger, then brought everyone else fried chicken. <laughs> y'all got to go see this video. Wow, Joe sitting down with a black family in election year. and Joe. Bought the fast food for dinner. What a classy guy. He must really care about black people. I'm really surprised the comments weren't disabled. Joe's memory and abilities are failing, but his racism will never cringeworthy. If I die, make sure I don't vote Democrat. <laughs> calling Joe Biden president is like calling a burglar a guest. Wow. He should have lunch with illegal immigrants. <clears throat> That's nasty. That's nasty right there. Yeah. That's nasty. But I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say nothing about that. Biden, where's the watermelon? 
Joe checking his watch right at the beginning. Doesn't shock me. It's pandering time. Mm. This is so uncomfortable to watch. I don't want my kids going to school in a racial jungle. Let's read some more. Let me let me read a couple of more. Imagine your own YouTube channel comment section hates you. <laughs> hey man, they hate me. Man, I got some I got some comments. Boy, they be going crazy on on the comment section, man. Especially that last video I put up. Well, it's a short about Trump tennis shoes. Boy, they went crazy in that comment section. But salute to y'all though. Enough of the comments, man. Y'all can go check that video out for yourself. Should I put a link in the description? I think I will, man. I'm going to put a link in the description for y'all to check that out because that whole video, President Joe Biden meets with Eric and his sons, I, I think everybody should check that out if you plan on voting this year. If you plan on voting this year, man, go check that video out because you want to be more in tune with the people that you are agreeing with that they should be the leader of the free world. It's just my opinion. Okay. Well, my music ain't playing. Okay. Music acting crazy. So what really caught my attention was the student loans video that I'm going to pull up. How many of y'all in the comment section got student loans? How many people y'all know that died with student loan debt? Do you, what do y'all think about college? Is it worth it? Is it necessary to be hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt? This man got two kids that's almost grown and he was still a hundred and something thousand dollars in debt. How many of y'all still a hundred thousand dollars in debt and you're almost 50? <sighs> I don't know what that feels like, man, but it doesn't feel right to be in debt because I want an education. It doesn't feel right to me. To me. I know everything in this country is based around money, based around finances, based around capitalism, but it doesn't feel right. Your own people being in debt because they want to become educated. It's important two sons, taking care of two sons. Uh, student loan was just something that was just an albatross and trying to take care of. And when that erasure happened, uh, it was such a tremendous relief for the, for the home. I can't explain uh, how much of a positive impact that it has had upon me, but also with their future. And how much was it forgiven? 125000 sir. Life changer. It was a life changer, a complete game changer for my life now and then for them moving forward because I am able to do things differently for them. So thank you for that. I tried to wipe out all student debt. And the Republican Party went nuts. The very conservative Supreme Court that my predecessor pointed and bragged about ruled against that I couldn't do it. I couldn't. So I found other ways to do it. I found ways in which there were student loan programs that were had forgiveness written in if you volunteered, if you, you know the deal, public service. And so I started to push it really hard. It's a simple thing for me. I wonder what you guys think. I think everybody deserves a chance. You know, I read the comment section. People bashing him about that video, bashing him about eating chicken. But they ain't talking about the good of $125,000 wiped out. Now, I got a question to ask. Will that be on that man's taxes as earned income? Will he have to file that with his yearly income as uh, earned income and he'll have to pay taxes on that 
what he just received from Biden. I need to know y'all. Help me out in, on that right there. Please help me out on that if y'all watching this episode. Is that earned income? And will he have to file that with his taxes? I need to know. But I'm going to tell y'all something. Me personally, I'm independent. I'm not a Trumper. I'm not a Republican. I'm conservative with my finances, though. And uh, I'm not a Democrat. Never have been none of those things. I I don't identify with nothing. I don't I don't like identifying with things because things will always let you down. Now, what I got to say about that, though, people talking about the bad of what uh, Biden did by going to the cookout. Ain't nothing wrong with going to the cookout. That's a cheap meal. But bringing chicken tenders and he's eating a burger himself. That's that's foolishness, man. I'm going to tell you how, how, how crazy that is to me. I'm vegan, right? Everybody knows that that's familiar with this channel. If you're new to the channel now, you know. I've been vegan since 2017. If Biden come to my house and I'm in debt and he wipe $125,000 of debt away from my, my credit history and my loan history and all of that, I would have cooked the chicken for that nigga and sat down and ate it with him. Nigga? 125 racks removed from my stop. Y'all got to stop. That's a plus, man. That's a benefit. And then he said he tried to wipe away all student loan debt. But the other side wouldn't allow him to. Now, that goes back to the last podcast that I did about immigration, about doing things that's morally correct. When you want to do things that's morally correct in a capitalistic country and a capitalistic system, y'all get the point. Y'all get the point. I think that's an interesting interview for y'all to go watch, man, or interesting conversation because remain objective, man. Keep your mind open, man, so you can view both sides. It's not healthy to be one-sided, my opinion. That's just my opinion. I, I might not be. Y'all can cuss me out in the comment section. It's, it's just my opinion. I don't work well with people that say it's my way or the highway. I don't work well with those individuals. Real talk. But salute to the Panda Feast. <laughs> we get ready to switch the topic up, man. Switch the topic up to Russell Wilson. He sat down with Brandon on his podcast, and he talked about football. He talked about Ciara. He talked about baby future. My perspective, future didn't want to be with Ciara. I don't know how he's raising his child or none of that type of stuff. I know in interviews and stuff and all over the internet, Russell Wilson has said that Ciara don't accept his child support because we don't need his money. Talking about future. Now, they are highlighting this situation a lot, so much that why are they still talking about it? I'm tired of hearing them talk about it. But he said something that I want to share with the family. And I want to know y'all view on this because, like, I don't have children, first of all. But I'm going to give y'all my point of view on if I had a child and another man raising it. Is that one, the woman who would tilt the room. When she walks in the room, all the furniture would slide her way. Mm. 
and because of who she is and the woman she is. And so I prayed about that. I remember, you know, Judah, me and Judah, we went to church and I prayed about that, wrote it out. I wrote actually on a napkin at dinner as we were sitting there eating a steak dinner. I wrote it out on a napkin and we prayed over it. Three days later, I meet C. Mm. And when I walked in the room and I saw, you know, little future, he's nine months at the time or whatever, and he crawls in my lap and it was like, you know, this is going to be my responsibility. God, I remember, I remember leaving that night and God saying, this is, this God's, God said, saying to me, raising this child, it's, it's going to be your responsibility. Mm. And realizing that, I pray that God, are you sure this is what you want me to do? I say, son, this is for you. The first night? Yeah, the first night. Mm-hmm. It's going to be your responsibility. And it's was, that been, scary? was that scary? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think scary just in the sense of, not scary, but it was more so an opportunity. He said, uh, this is going to be my responsibility, dog. The first night they met, I can say that I don't know if I'm talking bad about myself when I say this, but I never took a woman serious that had children. I guess I don't have children, but at that time, Russell Wilson didn't have any children. His only children is with Ciara. Could I, be, could I have been blocking my blessings, not taking women who had children serious? I never was interested because I felt like that was their situation. I don't know why, though. Now that I think about it, and I'm a grown man because I've been with my wife for going on six years now. Not just not married for six years. We've been married going on three, but we've been in a relationship since 2018. So I was younger when I wasn't taking girls serious because they had children. I just I, I couldn't see that. I wanted to. I wanted everything to be mine and hers or whatever. Though, but thinking about that future broke up with Ciara, right? That he ended the relationship. So that means he didn't want Ciara. The baby future was nine months. That was a quick transition when we think about that. Because she was with future, then she was with uh, Russell Wilson all of a sudden. But I'm going to say something. Russell Wilson, it's noticeable that he's a, a, a Christian man, a clean man. If another man was raising my child, that's the type of man I would want to do it. That's the type of man I, environment I would want him to be in. A man that's positive, God-fearing man, a religious man that has those beliefs. That's my responsibility. Because if you take in another woman's child, they, you can't watch them be hungry. I done seen men before, too. That ain't my son. But you living with the woman, you with the woman and the son. And she, <laughs> I hate to tell y'all this, dog, because some of y'all watching right now, it's yours, dog. It's your responsibility. Just like Russell Wilson said, if I'm going to be sleeping with his mama, taking his mama on dates, buying his mama gifts and all of that, and the son right there looking at me and I'm abusing him like he's not my own, you got to treat him just like he's your own if you're going to be in her presence like that. That's just my opinion. But Salute to Russell Wilson. I don't I don't even see why, like, that shouldn't be a problem. That shouldn't even be a problem. 
that's a good man. Salute to that man. I I never thought like that. I never had that 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 ideology to to be able to think like if I'm gonna be with this woman, I'm gonna take care of the child. I I, I wouldn't have been with the woman just because she had a child. I, I'm I might be a bad person for that, but so what? So I got another conversation before we go into break and play the music about hair and being punished for having hair. I want to know if y'all think this is right or wrong. Should it be you can do whatever you want to or should you have to cut your hair to go to school and certain jobs? Certain jobs won't let you work at their companies if you have tattoos still. Now, they're passing a lot of rules for, what is it, uh, equal. It's equal something. I don't forgot it. For treating people equal, treating people equity, inclusion. What is it called? Divert, D-E-I, diversity and inclusion. But everybody ain't included. Hmm. Chris, I want to read you the judge's words exactly here, saying that the district's policy, that being Barber Hill District outside of Houston, does not prohibit nor does it discriminate against male students who wear braids, locks, or twists, adding the Crown Act does not render unlawful those portions of Barber Hill's dress code. Those were the judge's words earlier today, just a short time ago, in fact, in the case of Daryl George, this 18-year-old high school junior who hasn't been able to sit in class with the rest of his classmates. Chris, because the district says that even though he wears his hair up in locks, if it's let down, it would violate the school's policy. And so in turn, he is now suspended. And the judge siding with the district saying that their stance on that does not violate Texas's Crown Act, which was enacted back in September of 2023 to try and prevent race-based hair discrimination. More than 20 other states have adopted similar policies. Sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm Googling Texas Crown Act. Race-based hair discrimination in Texas workplaces, schools, and housing policies. Mm. Wow. The Crown Coalition, they got books and everything about this. I feel like, like you should be able to do with what you want to with your hair. Now, I know, I know white guys that got long dreadlocks. I work with one. He cool, man. And he don't even try to portray to be black. He just like his hair. It's people with long hair. I don't think that there's nothing wrong with having long hair. But if that policy, see, <clears throat> laws was created to benefit some and to hinder some. He's suspended. He can't get an education. Because of his hair. That goes back to me like like I tell women that I've dated. I even tell my wife this. I'm trying to whisper so she don't hear me because this is a house studio. <laughs> and I ain't trying to get in trouble. But why can't we naturally be ourselves and it not be a problem? Like... A woman to get a perm and straighten her hair and look like a Caucasian lady 
to be accepted in corporate America and still won't get accepted. But she's going to do that to give off that perception that she's one of, one of y'all. Why can't she go work at the biggest building downtown, Bank of America, in the stock market, or the Wells Fargo, or work in one of them big buildings downtown with an afro? Why is that a problem? So we have to conform to looking, being like the people who employ us or puts us in position. I don't think nothing is wrong with those dreadlocks, but Texas feels like that. Now, if that was my son personally, you got to cut those dreads, dog, because you got to get this education regardless, because they ain't going to let us enter. They ain't going to let you participate in society without it. And you too young to be depending on me failing in life, failing in things. And now you got to depend on pops because you didn't want to cut your hair. Or he could have not cut his hair thinking that they was going to get some sort of lawsuit and win some sort of money or whatever. But he's been out of school for a whole year. We cutting that hair, dog. Real talk. And a lot of people will tell you, Trey, you a coon. Why you got to cut his hair? Man, I'm a coon. You got to get that education because you got to get up out of her when you turn 18, big dog. Not 18, but when you get yourself situated, you got to get up out of her. Real spill. Let's get into some of this music, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Have y'all listened to It Was All a Dream yet? Have y'all listened to the album yet? No, it's fly. No, it's that real talk. No, it's the truth. Let's go. Niggas didn't want me to blow. It was all a dream for sure. Now I'm up and not looking back. Did the racks, now it's deposits. Life is good when you have options. Niggas cap, never been popping. The diamonds ain't real player, just stop it. All we do is the VV. Shine so bright, the lanes can't see me. Been notorious, no biggie. Did the Louis. Now I'm in Pucci, yo, chicka groupie. Act on Ruli. Niggas goofy, always moody. I'm a dog, call me Scooby. To this gang, you niggas. Newbies at Benny's, I just want sushi Left the streets when shit got spooky Kept it real, that was my duty My team keep Drake's, I told the Uzi Director of my own movie Make sure the business runs smoothly Yours truly been evolved Beef I had won't be resolved Let's get to it, man. Like, I got to talk about addiction and what causes addiction. And I've been listening to a podcast that talks a lot about why people get addicted to certain substances, why people use drugs, and why people abuse alcohol and do certain things that hinders their life to the point to where they can't live a full life. And I'm interested in this conversation and I'm interested in y'all point of view about addiction because I know so many people that life has been hindered by drugs. So many people I grew up with, 
I wanted to get away from the community that I grew up with because people were addicted to, you can be addicted to being accepted by people when you have never been accepted by your own people. I find that crazy. Like, it's not just drugs neither when it comes to addiction. But let me play the audio because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hone in on this because I, I planned on doing a whole episode on addiction, but I'm just gonna do a, a take right here. Policies that we're carrying out in the United States and abroad. Well, there's a lot of things, but the the one that most took me aback is if you had asked me when I started researching my book Chasing the Scream ten years ago now, Johan, what causes heroin addiction? I would have looked at you like you were an idiot and I would have said, well, Greg, the clue's in the name, right? <laughs> Obviously, heroin causes heroin addiction. We've been told this story for 100 years that's become totally part of our common sense. It was certainly part of mine. But what I learned is that story is not totally wrong. Chemical hooks are definitely real. But actually, the evidence shows they're a shockingly small part of the picture. Actually, something much more important is going on. And I only really began to understand it when I went to Vancouver and interviewed an incredible man named Professor Bruce Alexander, who did an experiment in the 1970s that's really begun to transform how we think about addiction all over the world. So Professor Alexander explained to me, this story we've all got in our heads, that addiction is caused primarily or entirely by exposure to the chemical hooks, comes from a series of experiments that were done earlier in the 20th century. And they're really simple experiments. Anyone listening, you can try these experiments at home if you're feeling a little bit sadistic. You take a rat, you put it in a cage, and you give it two water bottles. One is just water, the other is water laced with either heroin or cocaine. If you do that, the rat will almost always prefer the drug water and almost always kill itself within a couple of weeks. It'll die by overdosing, right? So that's our story. You try the drug, you want more and more of it until eventually you overdose. But in the 70s, Professor Alexander came along and he said, well, hang on a minute. You put these rats alone in an empty cage where they've got nothing to do except use these drugs. What would happen if we did this differently? So he built a cage that he called Rat Park, which is basically heaven for rats. They've got loads of friends. They've got loads of cheese. They've got loads of coloured balls. They can have loads of sex. Anything a rat can want in life is there in Rat Park. And they've got both the water bottles, the normal water and the drug water. And of course, they try both. They don't know what's in them. This is the fascinating thing. In Rat Park, they don't like the drug water. They hardly ever use it. None of them use it compulsively. None of them overdose. So you go from almost 100% compulsive use and overdose when they do not have the things that make life worth living for them to no compulsive use and overdose when they do have the things that make life worth living. The thing I, I really learned from this is, oh, so the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. Valuable though that is to many people, the opposite of addiction is connection. Hey man, Johan Hari, he was a guest on the War on Drugs podcast. And um, he was the last author book that I read. I got about, how many more pages I got? Okay. I got about 20 more pages left to read, but I read his book, Stolen Focus. And it's talking about how our focus been stolen from us. But the things that make life worth living, think about it. Let's think about that for a minute. Like, that was deep what he was talking about because 
the experiments with the rats can be the same experiments you can use with humans. Life worth living. Even if you're filthy rich, it's something in your life that you don't like that you're substituting with addiction abuse. <sighs> you substituting with addiction abuse, dog. You could be filthy rich. You got to be connected to something that you like. Something creative. What is it that you like doing, man? Figure that out. Instead of using that substance tomorrow. Figure out what you like doing and do it, even if you can't afford it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to keep abusing yourself. You're going to keep hindering yourself. And you ain't going to live a full life, a life that's worth living. Addiction is crazy, man. You put somebody by themselves. They'll want to choose the drug because they don't have no connection to the world, to other humans, to life. They'll choose the drug so they can substitute that lack feeling that they have. But if you give somebody an opportunity and they know what they want to do, first you got to know what you want to do. If you know what you want to do, do it, man. If it's just, if you want to be a runner, you 50, just go walk until you capable of running. Just do it, man, so you can leave that addiction alone. Drinking ain't worth your life. Smoking ain't worth your life. Being addicted to substances ain't worth your life. I want to say something about uh, Richard Sherman, who recently got his second DUI within eight months. A DUI is serious, man. I've gotten DUIs. I'll never get another DUI. Ever. It's just as bad as a violent crime, getting caught with drugs, shooting somebody. It's just as bad. A DUI is just as bad. You can't drive. You have to Uber places, man. <laughs> you got to spend them racks. You got to clean up on the highway. You got to get the breathalyzer thing in your car. A DUI is serious. This man is a multimillionaire, and he's addicted to drinking alcohol. Done lost his license. Done got multiple DUIs with, within the same year. It's serious, man. Addiction is serious. Being addicted to anything. I feel like, like we shouldn't have to, like, a lot of people, I'm on my boy Troy used to tell me about this too. Consistency. We got to be consistent at what we're doing. I feel like consistency is good when you're consistent at what you want to do. What you truly, what your heart really wants to do. What you want to do, not what you have to do. I don't like have, having to be consistently going to work. I don't like it because that's not what I want to do. I'm doing it because I have to, to pay the bills, to pay this mortgage, to pay this loan off and all of this old type of stuff. I want to do what I want to do. And I don't want to be to the point to where when you're working, 
you consistently doing what you want to do, what you don't want to do, that becomes an addiction to provide what you want to have. Whew. Real talk. I got to switch the topic up, man. I'm going to lighten up the topic, too. I'm going to go to sports, man. I'm going to go to sports right quick. So I was listening to Shaq and Allen Iverson. You know, Allen Iverson, he lived here in the Carolinas, too, man, in Charlotte. I see Allen Iverson a lot. Next time I see him, I'm going to speak to him, though, man, because I be trying to act like I don't appreciate certain celebrities and stuff and the things they accomplish. I be acting like I don't even see them because I ain't no groupie or whatever, though. But I appreciate AI, man, him shaking Mike up, man. Him and Mike live in the same city, man. And I be seeing Mike in, in that yellow Lambo. You, if you live in Charlotte, you see Mike in that yellow Lambo all the time. I probably could walk to Mike's house, to be honest with you. Probably 10, 15 minutes away from Mike's house if I rode a bike. But I see AI all the time. And uh, he was on Shaq podcast, and he had this to say. Comparing Kyrie to you. Mm -hmm. And I think he was saying that Kyrie has a more complete handle package. Is that something you agree with? Hell yeah. He got your best. Kyrie has the best. He's the best. What do you mean Never? by more complete? Oh, what do you mean by more complete? I'll let him speak on it. And, and then with with um with I like um and Steph handle is crazy, but Steph and Kyrie jumper is wet too. But Steph, his his jumper get him over a lot. Cause he hits you with the hands. So up, afraid of the jumper. Exactly. Yeah. And then he cross half court, he can let it go. So you think Kyrie has the best handles ever? Ever. Wow. Kyrie will have you beat and then bring it back and play with it like he toyed with people. The Jalen Jetson Podcast. I agree with that AI, man. Salute the AI. Like, one thing we got to do is learn to give props when props is deserved. That's why I said I got to speak to AI when I see him next time in the mall. He's always in North Lake Mall. I done seen him twice in North Lake Mall. And I seen him once in Concord Mills Mall. And you got to give props when props is due. That's that's all I got to say about that. But now speaking on Kyrie, before I go, I'm going to play my record. And then I'm about this thing, man. Appreciate y'all, man. I really do. I really appreciate everybody that support the channel, man. Joe Biden's Panda Feast. Tell me what y'all think about that. But Kyrie Irving is unstoppable. It might not be the type of ball that's going to win multiple championships like Mike. But I don't care how tall you is. He's the shortest guy that can go to the hole, switch a roof, hang up in the air, float it up, and it still go in. He is unstoppable. And what I got to say about that is that that core workout and your diet, like when you're young, make sure you're working on that core because that core makes you to where you you can move and do whatever you want to. Not eating heavy foods. You know Kyrie's vegan too, also, like me. I ain't I I went vegan at 37 years old. So before 37, I was a monster. Big old nigga. <laughs> monster. Ate everything in my presence. But Work on that core. Get your diet right, man. And you can be unstoppable also, man. Them handles and the way he maneuvers is 
unseen before. Now, he mentioned Steph Curry in that too, though, but Steph Curry handles can't compare to me to Kyrie's because you fear Steph Curry three-point shot more than you fear his handles. So he got good handles, but that three-point shot make his handles look better than they actually are. Kyrie is going to the hole on seven-foot niggas and taking it to the rack. I appreciate y'all, man. I have fun doing these podcasts. I have fun having these conversations because, like, I'm going to tell y'all why I have fun doing the conversations. Like, I'm not a, a, a friendly individual. I'm kind of an introvert. I don't talk that much to people on the outside world. I listen more. That's why what Yo Gotti said on the episode previous to this one, if you go look at it, it resonated with me because you have two ears and one mouth. And I listen more than I talk when I'm when I'm outside of this podcast realm. I talk a lot in this podcast realm, but if you meet me in the real world, I don't speak that much. And this podcast helped me get some of my thoughts off when some of these topics cross my path. And I appreciate y'all for supporting me. If you like want to see me level this thing up, man, because if you have been following the podcast from 2020, you see the, that we evolved. Hit that cash app up, man. Drop me something off in that cash app, man, and support your boy. Subscribe to the channel. Share it on one of your social media platforms, man. Real talk. Thank y'all. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Make sure you go get you some money, and I'm gone. Yeah. My video won't play. I'm slipping. <laughs> if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change nothing. If I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change nothing. If I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change nothing. I had to get me something. I came up from nothing. If I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change nothing. If I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change nothing. If I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change nothing. I had to get me something. I came up from nothing. I had to change my mental. Upgrade my credentials How a nigga came up It wasn't accidental Now monumental More like legendary A player never worry Bumping pop, hell, Murray Trapped off a Blackberry Ain't contrary to your belief I made it at them streets Don't acknowledge beef Cause to play discreet We too unique On the winning streak Spent a couple racks at the boutique I wouldn't change nothing I'm always me Never took a plea Nigga, you a flea I'm your OG's OG, he called me for inspiration Need a consultation, just make the payment for the conversation If it's elevation or innovation My expectation ain't limitation You need a demonstration My track record and reputation Should be admiration, that's confirmation I'm decoration for the trenches Off the benches, jump the fences No penny pension, we off the hinges Hit the shot, my team winning The series clinching, you niggas finished Never timid, I've been a menace No old dog and every day is printed Haters live it cause my my life changed, you'll be happy, but you a real lame. If I had to do it all over again, I would. Jackson Podcast.